This is Faith. And this is Addie. From Mama Bear Connects. Today we are going to be just talking about mine and Addie's relationship and what makes things work the way that they do in our relationship. And yeah, so it's just going to be kind of a discussion between her and I and what we think works and what we think don't work and suggestions we might have for parents out there. So I want to start out with a quote from Brene Brown. My apologies for my first um, flub on her name. Um, I honestly didn't know that it was a female, so I do apologize for that, um, for those who caught my error at the beginning um, of our last podcast. But it is Brene Brown, and she has a awesome documentary um, on Netflix right now that I watched yesterday. So now I know who she is and she is beautiful and amazing. So the quote that I want to share is in order for connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen really, truly, deeply seen. And that is by Brene Brown. So that quote um, really stood out to me because as, um, as you're raising children, communication and connection are like the top thing that make a relationship with your kid successful. And um, we have to allow our kids to see who we are vulnerably. We can't block ourselves off so the kids don't see us as people who are imperfect because we are not perfect souls. So you have to allow, in my opinion anyways, you have to allow your kid to see you and for their friends to be able to see you so they can trust you and allow them to know that if they need someone that that person will be here for them. Um, And that person as their parent should be you. And same with kids, like, if you don't allow yourself to be truly seen for who you are to your parent, um, you're not going to get the respect that you are hoping for. And you're, you're not going to be seen for all that you are by your parents if you don't allow them in and, and allow for that connection to happen. So as a kid, and I talked about this in my in our 20 questions episode, I talked about wanting to be a parent my entire life. And like from when I seriously was before kindergarten um, on, that was my biggest goal in life. And so I always observed the way parents parented. I always paid attention to how my parents raised me, how my friends' parents raised them and I just kind of gauged from there how I wanted to be as a parent. And um, that is ultimately how I learned how to be the parent that I am today. And again, we're not professionals, um, just from our real life experience. So please keep that in mind as we're talking. So Addie, what, um, things do you feel like, um, 
contribute to like why do you think you can come to me the way that you do um i think i can like trust you and talk to you about anything because you have told me that you are going to be there for me no matter what and you've also proved it and i have talked to you about everything and you always help me figure things out and help me feel better about stuff i'm not so sure about and you just proving that you're going to be there for me and helping me whenever i need it do you have any like suggestions for kids or parents um just if you don't have a great um relationship with your kids definitely try to build it up and to build it up just talk to them and figure out a way that you two or more not just two kids or you and a parent there's more than that um a way that but what communication works best for you and what communication works best for your kid and how you can talk to them and how they react when you try to talk to them about things knowing the way they react is really important and just showing that you're going to be there for them when they need anything from you will help you a lot yeah that's great. Do you um, do you do the same thing that I did as a kid? Do you observe other parenting styles? Yes. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so with like between how dad and I parent versus other parenting styles that you've seen, like are you finding a middle ground that you want to enact will you go like more of what our style has been or do you feel like um there's like areas that you're gonna improve on from us i think there's always room for improvement with everything mm -hmm. and you and dad are great parents i'm not saying that you're not but i would definitely want to raise my kids the way you and dad have raised mm -hmm. rylan and i and I don't really know, like, on the spot what I would improve because you guys are awesome, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the way you're raised has a lot to do with how you will raise kids. Mm -hmm. um, if you are raised not in a healthy way, then you will either pick up those habits and treat your kids that way, or you'll learn from it and do the opposite of it and treat them freaking awesome. Yeah. And... If you're raised in a good place, then you'll pick up on that and raise your kids that way. I think it's harder to veer off the wrong direction when you're raised in a good household. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And it makes it, I think, I think for you and Rylan, I think that like knowing our past and us being open about our past, has helped you guys see that like making mistakes is just part of mm -hmm. life it's how you grow and learn um and for me like i'm a big perfectionist i've always been a really big perfectionist um but i have just recently um 
been working on perfectionism and allowing myself to um, be okay with mistakes and not beating myself up for quote unquote failures because really no, like I, I haven't failed at anything. It's just like, what can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. And so that's been really hard for me to allow that like perfectionism to go to the wayside because I want everything to like not be perfect but so yeah I just really um I want my kids to understand that like no matter what I always said to my kids all the time. If you're going to do something right, you better do it right the first time or else what's the point? Addie's looking at me like she's never heard me say that. I've always said it to Rylan apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of my view. Like why take the time to do something if you're not going to do it right and or try hard to do it. And so that view has been very unhealthy for me. And so I'm working really hard to allow myself to be human and make mistakes and allow people to see the true me, um, including my children, because they're, they're learning what they see through us as parents. And even if you're a grandparent listening to this, um, playing a parent role or there as just support to your grandkids, like you're your kids see everything and they can tell um, if you're being open and honest with them. I think. Like if you were like a crazy kid as a teenager and you're like, you're not good and you're being all angry at your kids without explaining to them why you're worried about it. Like for me, I've had a lot of past with bad friends and and things in my family personally that like I've dealt with drugs, I've dealt with alcoholism, I've dealt with things like that. And so for me, if I just kept getting mad at my kids saying you can't do that with no explanation, then they would not understand why I was getting so worried or frustrated. So yeah, I also think it's important to um, oh crap, what's the word? Judge the behavior, not the child. Yes. And don't get mad at them. Get mad at the behavior and explain why it's wrong. Because they're not a bad kid. It's just the decision they made that's not so great. Yes, yes, yes. And that, like, you have to build your kids up mm-hmm. with that. Like, that's one thing that I've always tried to say to our kids is like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at what you did. Mm-hmm. Like the choice that you made was dumb, not you. And so, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so important because kids truly like they beat themselves up enough. Like they don't need us as parents to beat them down. I actually. It says on here, Wayne William Snellgrove. So I don't know if this is who 
um, created this quote, but it says, when you keep criticizing your kids, they don't stop loving you. They stop loving themselves. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. And whether you're with your friend hanging out and having lunch and you're talking negatively about your kid, they feel that energy, even if they're not by you. And just like if you were talking to a friend about your spouse or your partner or whoever, like you want to talk to whoever about whoever the way that you would want them talking to somebody about you. And did that make sense? And so that, yeah, I just, I really feel like that's so important. And the more you criticize your kid, whether to their face or behind their back, the less they'll love themselves. And that's not our jobs as parents. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really liked that. I'll have to um, share that on our Mama Bear Connects Instagram and Facebook. Gary Chapman, Addie had talked about the love languages um, two episodes ago. Last episode? The bonus episode? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. Um, but she had brought up the five love languages. And um, I highly suggest that you... Take time to listen to the book or read the book if you are not a reader. I don't love reading, so I listen to everything and I speed it up to make it even more interesting to listen to because, yeah, I struggle with reading. I don't struggle with reading. I don't enjoy reading. Let's put it that way. Um, so the five love languages that he goes over um, is receiving gifts, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service or devotion, and physical touch. And um, being aware of that, you know, as you read the book and, and stuff, it really helps you to not only pinpoint what your love languages are, um, but areas for your spouse, for your children. And that way you can be the one who's filling your kid's tank um, and helping them to feel loved for um for me personally i love words of affirmation and quality time and um those are my two top ones um for addy it's quality time and physical touch i'd say physical touch and And gift giving gift giving yeah interesting that that makes sense Yeah. yeah that does make sense and then quality time yeah yeah that does make sense um, why do you feel like the gift giving is your secondary? Because just being able to give something to someone makes me feel really good. And I don't know why, but giving things makes me feel loved. It's yeah. weird. But receiving gifts is not so much. I think that's my last one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really appreciate when I'm given a gift, like I love it, it's really kind, mm-hmm. but I don't need gifts to feel loved. So I wonder if that falls more into acts of service, like yeah. devotion, rather than like giving. Yeah, I think, yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's great. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. 
Because I knew for sure physical touch. Like, oh, yeah. Addie loves her back scratched or just likes to Cuddles. snuggle. Um, and she's been like that her entire life. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I'd scratch my own back and play with my hair until I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for our son, I think he is um, words of affirmation and... I would say quality time or acts of service too. Yeah. Um, and then my husband, I would say um, physical touch and quality time Yeah. are probably his two. And then acts of service and stuff. So anyways, this, um, the quality time, like whether it's your main love language or not, having good quality time with your kids is so important and taking time whether you have one kids or if you have 10 kids like you have to make that effort and that time to spend with each individual child so that they feel individual and as they get older it seems like it's a lot harder to take that time because everybody's kind of going in different directions mm -hmm. adulting and that's really hard um, but definitely, definitely suggest, um, reading or listening to Gary Chapman's five love, love languages. Um, if you haven't already, it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we are going to take a quick break for our sponsor anchor.fm. So give us a minute and we'll be right back. So we're going to talk about um, the importance of individuality and allowing your kid to be their own individual. Um, so Addie, go ahead and talk about what you were just um, mentioning about child development. Um, so in my child development class at school, it's very fun and I'm super excited because we get the robot babies. That's going to be great. I'm not going to sleep, that's for sure. It's not terrible. I loved it. Well, they have harder settings now. Um, so that's great. So we were talking about how when you're raising a child to support them to grow into their own individual person and do not try to force them to be something they're not and don't try to make them a different person. Don't try to make them who you want them to be because they're their own person and all you should be doing is help support them to grow into that person mm -hmm. and it's not up to you for what they become you can only influence them but what they become is on them yes and that's really hard as a parent because you want your kid to be like the very best version of who you know they can be mm -hmm. And so when there are hardships or things that come up that are not what you envision as a parent, you have a really hard time not beating yourself up for that. Yeah. And, um, but no, that, that's a good point to allow them and support them to be their own individual person because not one person is the same and mm -hmm. you can't expect your kids to reflect you exactly or 
if you made a lot of mistakes as a kid, like pushing them in the direction that you wish that you would have gone in will just push them towards the direction you went in, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, just because your kid will feel suffocated and, um, and the opposite is true too. Like if you don't ever show affection and love and care to your kid, they will eventually learn that you don't care about them. Yeah. And they will just cut you off completely. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. We, we see this with some of Addie's friends that have had hard relationships with their parents and, um, it's really sad. It's heartbreaking that they can't go to their parents for stuff and yeah. they don't care to go to their parents for stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really heartbreaking. So you as a parent, you're an individual person, you're an individual soul, and you need to allow your kid to be that individual person themselves, although it is hard. And I will say we've been through a lot of situations where it's very easy to victimize myself and not beat myself up for hard stuff, whether it's with our son or our daughter. Um, but ultimately I know that they can just feel the love and support from me and it's their choices that they're going to make. And I can, only do as much as I can do. They have to do the rest on their own, which is really hard. And um, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do as a parent. Yeah, I also think that this is kind of a different topic, but um, if I think, I personally really think that super strict parents make master liars mm -hmm. and super sneaky kids and you need to give your kid freedom, mm -hmm. but not enough well, well, they will abuse that power, but not so much that saying, don't go to parties, don't do drugs, don't do alcohol, don't go out with friends at night, don't do alcohol, don't drink alcohol. Just being strict like that instead of saying stuff like, you can go to the party, just be back by this time, don't do any things you shouldn't be doing. Um, stuff like that but if you are super strict with it then they're gonna go off and be like hmm let's see what this does why are they so against it and mm -hmm. stuff like that and they'll just learn how to get better and better at hiding it behind your back so that also comes with trust and mm -hmm. them being able to come to you because if they can't come to you and you're strict then i guarantee they're doing stuff behind your back mm -hmm. and that like even if your kids not doing anything, but you're accusing them of doing things. I had a friend that um, she wasn't like, she wasn't a bad kid. Like she was really a good kid. And she would constantly be accused of lying or doing things and things like that. And she wasn't, she was not a bad kid. And uh, eventually she just, like oh they already think I'm doing it so why not do it and so she did fall into um, addiction and, and getting into drugs and stuff and um, it was really unfortunate because 
her parents didn't see what an incredible, oh my gosh, incredible soul she was and they didn't value her for who she was. They just saw something in her that wasn't in her and that pushed her that direction. Yeah, and if you are constantly looking for the worst in your kids, they're, they're going to give you that worst. Mm-hmm. But if you are looking past what, because mistakes will be made, but if you're constantly bringing them up and shoving them in your child's face, it is not going to make them feel good and they're not going to want to come to you. And so being supportive and kind to them even if it's a bad situation, you still gotta love them mm-hmm. because you may not like them at sometimes, but you always love them. Yeah, and and like we said at the beginning, it's the behavior that you really uh-huh. don't like, and and that is so important to differentiate and and tell your kids like if you do have a drug or alcohol situation with your kids. Um, I know where we live, drugs are very um, prominent in a lot of the schools and like if I don't talk to my kids about it, they're going to hear about it at school. They're going to talk about it at school. They're going to see it at school. Um, I know for myself, I had a girl that had a whole bag of ecstasy um, in ninth grade and she was offering me some and that was a long time ago. and. Like, I thought that was bad then, and I mean, the kids now, I mean, and I'm sorry if this is triggering anybody, that's not our intent. Our intent is for parents and children alike to be aware that things are out there and it doesn't matter if you hide it, if you don't want to talk about sex, if you don't want to talk about drugs, if you don't want to talk about alcohol like your kids are going to talk about it anyways they're gonna figure it out and if you don't give them that line of communication they're not gonna know that you know what you're talking about they're not gonna know that they can come to you with these problems and um that's where the problem lies you can't just cover it up and hope that they never find out because that's not how it works Mm -hmm. um and if you don't talk to them, they're probably going to find out in a not so great way. Yes. Either personal experience or with friends mm-hmm. or just seeing it firsthand. Yeah. Yep. And like pornography and that kind of stuff is all so available to kids. Like you could Google old man and it will like if you're trying to do some documentary on a grandpa or something and something inappropriate will pop up and I mean I'm guessing I haven't done it but I'm just saying <laughs> like oh you could be doing something innocent like find searching something innocent I guess swimsuit. is what I'm saying yeah like swimsuit and have something inappropriate come up and so it's all always there and that falls into like how you portray yourself as a parent, whether you're a father or a mother, like the way that you hold yourself around your kids, like with your confidence is what your kids will ultimately mimic and see in themselves. And um, so holding your self value high, um, whether you do or don't feel that way for real, 
Um, making sure that your kids see confidence in you is important because that's where they learn how to hold confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that's very important. Overall, really, like it just comes down to communication, being willing to open up, but be vulnerable with be your kids. Present. Yes, be present, put your phones down. Um, if your kid's trying to talk to you about something, like even holding your phone shows that you don't care. Like, put your phone down. Were you gonna say something? I was just gonna say that even if you do care about what they're saying, but you're holding their holding your phone, then they'll get the impression that you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, I mean that's not what you want to give anybody that you love and care about, whether it's your child or your spouse or partner, whoever, parent. Like, you don't want to portray that. You don't want to be like, I don't care about you. I'm gonna sit here and hopefully I get another message on my phone to distract me from what you're telling me and that is not okay mm -mm. so yeah it just really mine and Addie's relationship and mine and my son's relationship has um come down to communication and it's been a lot harder with my son just because he's been through I think Mm, both my kids have been through a lot, but Rylan um, went through a lot very young. Yeah. And so I think he's more guarded um, in communication and, and things like that. And so Addie has just been more open and more willing to talk about things. But either way, like knowing that our kids can come to us and talk to us about anything has been ultimately like the most important thing yeah for me and i think that's how we've been able to have such a successful relationship with our kids and really like we have our issues and we're still learning we are not perfect parents by any sense of the word nobody's a perfect parent no no like i don't think that will ever be achieved but we do the best that we can and if there is mistakes made or if there are things said that was a mistake or done that was a mistake like owning up to it as a parent to your kid and being like you know i was in the wrong for saying that or i was in the wrong for doing that like we make mistakes and if you can't apologize to your kid then one they figure that they're not worth an apology and two like they're gonna learn that they don't have to apologize when they're being rude and or they won't they'll think that's the way they should be treated yes yes and that and that's the way they'll treat others yep yeah and along with that like the way that you um are in your relationships that's how your kids start to see as they start getting older and getting interested in being in relationships like that's what they see. Like if you're treating your spouse rudely or I don't know, just not being supportive or whatever in any sense of the word, um, that's how your kids are gonna think that they are supposed to treat their 
partners and relationships or vice versa. That's how they're supposed to be treated. And like, if you are in a position right now where you don't love the relationship that you're in, or you don't love the way that you're treating someone, like reevaluate it and see what it's, it's really doing um, for you and for um, your children, because that's how they're gonna learn to be treated and talk to and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think that... That's a little rundown. Yeah. On how to maintain a good relationship. And how we've managed to maintain ours. Yeah, and also it's very important to have fun. Yes. And goofy. If you guys haven't caught on yet, Addie and I are all about fun. <laughs> we love to have fun. So take time to crank up some music and dance around. And um, also another really great um, book that I love is, it's called The Child Whisperer by Carol Tuttle. And she goes into energy typing and finding out what energy type your kids are is huge to honor them and who they truly are um so if your kid's a goofy soul like Addie like playing and goofing around and being happy and stuff is very important to her and um yeah and so that's I found that I'm that same type which I didn't realize for a few years um but now I own it and I live it and I try to be goofy and bubbly and fun. Um, so that is another book that I highly recommend and I'll post that on the social media um, for everybody. But yeah, so I think we're gonna wrap it up for tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening to us, supporting us. Um, please continue to share with your friends and family so that we can continue to grow. We appreciate everybody you're awesome so much and uh, look forward to our next podcast <laughs> have a great night everybody or, or day, day. <laughs> see you or morning or morning bye <laughs> <laughs> see you guys